This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. One more praise, but amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, in an era that doesn't understand the power of of the significance of the blood, I thank you that the blood has been shed for us. And at the remission of our sins, we find that the blood was the only thing that could cover us. Thank you, Father, for this day. I thank you for what we've been learning in this series, and I pray that you're going to speak to us Lord, whether there be someone that is here with us, someone watching, someone listening now, I know that you have ordained this time for your word says you order the footsteps of the righteous. You brought us together into this moment together. And Lord, I ask you, speak to us now in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Colossians, the second chapter, we're going to go down to the ninth verse. Colossians, I'm preaching a message today called I Am Complete, I Am Complete. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 9. I'm having to read it here because the words are smaller there today and enough said. (laughs) For he, speaking about Jesus, is the, what's the word there? Complete fullness of deity living in human form. Let me say it to you in the King James. He said, in him was dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Okay? So for Jesus is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Can I tell you in all three services this morning, when I've read that verse, I've expected somebody to say hallelujah that in Christ was the fullness of God. Come on, amen. All right. And our own completeness is now found in him. For we are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and every authority in the universe. Can I get an amen for that? God is so good. We've been in a series here called I Am. And God's been speaking to us. It's been an amazing journey for us as a church. You know, you have sermons that, that, that affect you individually, but I really feel like this message has affected us as a church, that God's been doing something as we've been coming through this series. Now today, we're going to bring the series to a conclusion. I, I may extend a little bit on Wednesday night, but for our weekend services, as we bring this to a conclusion, it's going to make a shift. But let me encourage you, don't allow the truths that you've received just to stay in your notebooks, just to stay written on your bulletins in your Bible. Come on now, amen. amen. I, I see the Bible's left laying around here, and I do Bible checks. Come on now, Amen. And I see those notes. I see when I lost some of you in the pictures start too. Amen. God's good. But bring these truths into your life. Maybe for those of you that are joining us for the first time today, let me quickly bring you up to speed with where we are in this study. We have been studying how we find who we are in the revelation of who God says we are by revealing about how he reveals more of himself to us. Now, in the, in the book of Mark, we were studying how that, that when Jesus goes into the water, all right, and he 
comes up out of the water, the heavens are open, the Spirit of God descends, and there's a voice of God that is heard. And this is what we hear said, for this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Isn't that good? Several pastors have been talking to me over the last few weeks, and they've said to me, they've said, they said, Pastor, what are you preaching on? I said, well, I'm preaching the I Am series right now. Well, what is that? And I, I say to them this, this question, what did they say, or what was said over Jesus when he came up out of the water? What was said over Jesus? And they all say the same thing. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And I said, eh, you're wrong. That's not what was said. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then according to Galatians chapter 3, verse number 27, we've realized in these last several weeks that we, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit already this morning, that we were baptized in Christ. And being baptized in Christ, we were with Christ. And so as we were with Christ, when Christ came up out of the water, we came up out of the water also. And so thus the declaration over Jesus was also declared over us. So when he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, it also could be said that he said, that's my child, the one that I love, and the one in whom I'm pleased. Amen. So we learn three powerful truths. Let me give that to you again. Three powerful truths, not suggestions, not, not, not some kind of speculations, but three powerful written in the universe truths. Are you ready for this? Help me with them today. I'll, let's get it right from the start. Ready? Help me. Here we go. I am his child. Woo, hallelujah. I am loved by God. And here we go. I am pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Can you rejoice for those truths in our lives? Amen. Great, great truths that we've been trying to walk in and trying to begin to live in. Let me tell you today that the only way we will ever reach a place of feeling whole or complete is by realizing who we are in Christ through these truths. It's that simple. Realizing how Christ has declared in us, what His truth He has put in our hearts, what, what truth that, that God has spoken into our lives. But the problem is, we've got a struggle that we have to deal with. There's some things that we're going to have to fix if we ever want to come to that completeness, if we ever want to stop trying to constantly fix ourselves. There's some things that we're going to have to beat if we ever really want to be satisfied. Some of us, can I just say, we're professionals at being broken. We understand broken because we've been broken our whole lives and that's just how we are. Can I tell you that Jesus didn't come just to give you an escape from hell itself. Jesus came that you might be made whole through the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And you don't have to stay broken. I feel this today, but the only way you're going to win is you're going to have to beat the battle of the dot-coms. I like this. The battle of the dot-coms. Because you will never be complete when you live in the struggle of comparison and competition. Or compensating. Come on now. When you are struggling in the battle of the dot-coms, let me explain that we're going to have to perform a little etymology on these words to understand what I'm trying to teach you here today. So if we're talking about complete versus competing versus compensating versus all of these other areas, competitions, then we're going to have to look at the root of that, that the prefix of, uh, uh, of those words is calm, okay? So the root of calm 
means that we are working with, together, jointly, all together. So for something to have calm on it means it's between someone, okay? For example, if I want to communicate with you, it has to be between us. If not, I'm just talking to myself. How I many you know that's not good? Come on now, amen. But I, I communicate because that means that there is someone trying to express something to someone else. That makes it a, that's why the calm is on there, okay? That we, we are communicating. There's, there's something about a jointness. Now, so when I understand that calm means something is done together or something involves multiple people, then I put that root there of pleat on there. So when I put pleat on there to understand that calm means together and pleat means to be fill, uh, uh, to be full or uh, uh, to be filling, that you're filling something or something Something reaches a state of completion together to be full. Now let me let me explain that a little more for you. That means that it's going to take somebody else to help me get to the place that I need to be so that I've reached the wholeness God created me to reach. And that I need someone working with me. Can I just go ahead and ruin the whole sermon here and tell you that God wants to be the somebody working with you to bring you through to completion. God wants to work in you and he wants to do something you can't do in yourself because all the stuff that you're trying to fix, all the stuff you're trying to outrun, all the, all the demons of yesterday you're trying to deal with, you can't deal with them on your own. But God says, I'll show up. And if you think I can't deal with the demons of hell, watch what I did in the word and watch what I can do in your life because God wants to do something to make you complete. Amen. 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 But we'll never get complete when we're dealing with the wrong.com. Because how about this one? Come with others jointly. Parison. Comparison. The word, the root, but parison means to weigh or contest to make equal. All right, watch this. I can never get complete. If I'm judging myself against you, okay, I, I can never become who I'm supposed to be if I'm judging you. You go, oh, Pastor Don, I don't judge anybody. No, no, really? Because people do it in church all the time. They come in and go, well, I shouldn't be here. Well, at least I'm better than they are. <laughs> at least I, well, I might not be as good as him, but I, I got them beat, so I'm somewhere in the middle. You know what? That's not what God intends for you. Amen. You know, I had the silliest thought this morning. I was walking out of the closet. I had, I had just felt just getting the coat out off the hanger, and I was coming out of the closet. As I'm about to pass the bathroom mirror, I literally thought this to myself. I thought, I ought to stop and make sure my hair looks okay. <laughs> thought that this morning. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Do you know what I said to myself shortly thereafter? Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> but you see, if I'm struggling with comparison, I would be trying to grow me a comb over. Come on now. <laughs> because no matter how hard I try, my hair's not going to look like Tim's. Come on now, amen. He's got so much hair that he needs two brushes in the morning. Amen. 
I just have to shine it when I walk out the door. See, I can walk around this room and I can say, I got more than you do, though. But you see, I'll never accept myself as long as I'm judging myself against you. And I can't judge myself against you. I have to accept me. And the only one that can help me accept me and become who God's called me to be is the Spirit of the living God who's working in me because God wants to partner with you to make you complete. So, But you can't do that if you're totally focused on comparing yourselves to others. Or here's the next word, petition. Calm. Petition. Petition means to try and gain what another is trying to gain at the same time. So thus we run into calm petition. And if my whole goal is just to beat you, then I've got the wrong kind of goals. Amen. My whole goal should re to be to reach the highest and best that who God created me to be. Your goal should not be to try to outrun your, your past and outrun your daddy and outrun your mama and outrun your brothers and outrun your friends. Your goal should to re to be to reach a place that you know that you're doing what God called you to do. Because comparison and competition are traps. But completeness is a triumph. I want you to get that. Come on now. Amen. Completeness is a triumph. And so today... I want you to understand something, that the only answer to your struggle with comparison and co competition is that you need to know that God is your qualifier and God is your approver. That nobody else can give you what you're looking for. God is the only one. When you have to learn three truths, and I wish you'd help me with them now, because when I learn these three truths, I can walk in a better place. You ready for this? I am His child. I am loved. And I, by God, and I am pleasing to God. Woo, hallelujah. See, I didn't know they put them on the screen, and I thought y'all would actually memorized them that fast. <laughs> but we are walking in these truths when we realize that I'm not good enough on my own, that I need God to complete me. Now, look, that was truth. And truth is what sets us free. Amen. Truth is what, what brings us. Now let's come back to the truth of the Scripture. Verse number 9 of, second, of Colossians chapter 2 says, says this. It says, for He, Jesus, is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Can, let me just say this, that Jesus is all God. Let, let me, I did my part. Let me let you do your part now. I said, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He's all God. Come on now. I'm talking about the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. He's all God. Amen. I mean, that's truth. It's simple, real truth. Jesus is God. At least act like, come on, it helps me preach faster. Jesus is all God. Is that true? Yes. So if Jesus is completely God, then verse 10 says that you and I are complete in Him. Uh-oh. So we are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He's in charge of everything. He's the all authority, and He chose to complete you and I in Him. 
Now, I'm preaching for just a moment. I'm sorry I behaved up till now, but I feel it down in my bones for just a moment. I want you to get this. I want you to understand that we are complete. And verse number 9 is true, but verse number 9 can't be true if verse number 10 is not true. We are complete in Christ. The blood of Jesus makes us whole. We need to stop trying to find a fix when we found Jesus because Jesus is already working on the inside to make us whole. Amen. He's doing something in us to change our lives. He's wanting to grow us into who we can be. But what Paul is really saying here is he's writing to the Colossians. He says, let me tell you how full and complete Jesus is And then in the same breath, he says, and let me tell you how full and complete you are. You see, it is the perfection of Christ that we we are declaring, and we are then declared complete in Christ by his own perfection when he said, it is finished, it is accomplished, nothing can change that. See, you have everything God has in Christ. You are full of love. Come on now. You are full of joy. You are full of affirmation, blessing, and strength. So there is no longer need for comparison and competition because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We realize that he did not just tell us who we are and then expect us to be somehow molding ourselves into that image, but he is with us, calm, pleading us. He is with us, jointly working together, all together, working inside of us to transform us into who God has called us to be. The knowledge of who we are in Christ becomes the death blow to the insecurity that can rule and keep us apart from Christ. Let me ask you a question, and I don't want to preach too much longer, but let me ask you this question. How many puzzle people do I have? Anybody likes puzzles in here? All right, we've got some professional puzzlers in here today. How many of you love to put together a puzzle? Maybe it's a rainy day, you, you go to the beach, and the only thing to do because it's storming while you're at the beach is look outside and put puzzles together. And you put puzzles, and the last, can I say this? Jerk that rented the house took the last piece of the puzzle with them. How many of you like that kind of thing? You finish the puzzle, and there's one piece missing. How many of you are like me? You throw the second, the last one down, and you go, stupid thing never should have started in the first place. Come on. Can I tell you that that's the way a lot of us are living our lives? We see a piece of our life we don't know how to put in, so we throw down all the rest of the pieces, and we say, I never should have started. I never should have believed that preacher when he said God loved me and God had a plan for me and God wanted to be my father because I don't know how to put that piece in. I don't know how to fix that wound. I don't know how to fix that trouble. I don't know how to fix that situation. And and I don't know what to do. We've all faced struggles because of missing or incomplete pieces to our lives. We've all faced some kind of an issue. The Apostle Paul wrote in his letter to the Corinthians about some struggles from his own life. He said this, he said, I've asked God to fix me three times. Three times I've, I've fasted, I've sought God, I've pled with God. God, I don't know how to fix my broken pieces. I, I don't know how to fix myself, God. I, all I can see are the, the pieces that are missing. All I can see are the weaknesses and the struggles and the problems. I don't know how to fix myself. And God responds, are you ready for this? God tells him how to fix himself. Here he goes, here's his answer. He says, but he said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Watch this. 
My power is made perfect in your missing pieces. He says, Paul saying, fix me, fix me, fix me. And God says, no, 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 look, 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 look at me. Stop looking at your missing pieces and start looking at the one who's working inside of you. Come on now. Because when you struggle, struggle, stop looking at what you lack and start looking at who is working in you. I've already blown this message anyways. I might as well just have just a moment. I want you to get this. I want you to understand that the Bible says that Jesus was taken and he was put at a whipping post. They took the cat of nine tails. They filleted him. They literally filleted his skin. It looked like they had run parts of his body almost through a grinder. And the Bible says that he was so swollen and bruised and, and torn open that he did not even have the resemblance of a man. They took him to a cross Nailed him on a cross and he baked in that hot, arid area. As he hung there, at some point he began to suffer with it through trying to breathe and probably most likely died with congestive heart failure because as they pierced his side after he had died, they went all the way up into that heart region and, and, and the blood and the water flowed. I mean, Jesus was mutilated, destroyed, and hung up to die in front of everybody. And then they took him and they laid him to rot in that climate for three days in a tomb. But can I tell you that on the third morning, the Spirit of the Lord raised him from the dead. Here's what I want you to see. When the Spirit of God showed up, he was in pieces. But when God entered his life, he stepped out whole and complete. I want you to get this. Your life might be messed up. You might be going through struggles and you may feel like you have no way to pull it all together. This same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now worketh also inside of us to bring us to life in Christ. Can you give God a praise for that today? Amen. Amen. Come on. I'm talking about the spirit of God who changes lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you just stay standing and I'll come to the end of this message. So we realize that he's what we should focus on. But I want you to get this. When you see that God is working on you and you see the pieces coming together and you realize that you don't have enough pieces to finish the puzzle, watch this. There are something called a universal peace. That whenever you apply it, it fills it. Are you ready for those universal pieces? There's three of them. You'll never be whole over here. They left you. They walked out on you. Maybe you gambled the pieces away and you go, nobody can ever replace what you gave away to sin. And all of a sudden you take and you say, Ooh, let's try this. I am his child. Oh, that looks good. Come on now. And then you look over here and, and you realize that you blew it big time over here. And, and, and there's no hope. But you say, Woo, and I am loved by God. Are you with me? And right dead sinner. Every sin that you've ever failed, you say, there's no way that God could ever love me. God could ever be my father. There's no way. Maybe if even if he did accept me home just because I'm his child. But how could he? No, no, no. Try it. I am pleasing to God. 
And suddenly, what was an imperfect piece has now been filled with a mosaic called grace. And your life becomes beautiful to Him. Would you give God a praise for that? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. We have gathered in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that by your hand and through your spirit, you right now, hallelujah, right now by the authority of Jesus Christ are beginning to bring this congregation, those with us, those watching, those listening, all of us to this place to know that I am complete in Christ. Would you help me say that? I am complete in Christ. Father, I thank you with every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. I want to pray with you. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm struggling with knowing that God's my Father. I'm struggling with knowing that I'm loved of God. I'm struggling with knowing that there's any way I could please God. And you know what those areas are. But you're willing to allow the Holy Spirit into your life to help you in those areas. And you want to raise your hand to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to move in my life. Just get your hand up. Hold it up high right now. Hold it up high. Holy Spirit. You see all of these hands. Literally, literally probably 150 hands. Listen, keep them up in the air. Keep them up in the air. Spirit of the Most High God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. By the Spirit of God, by the power of God, by the love of God, I thank you. You're working in their lives. Every stronghold shall fall. Every missing piece shall be filled by the presence and the glory of God. Every hand down for just a moment, every head bowed. Let me ask you one other thing. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I can't make those declarations because I've never made God my Father. I've never asked Him to be Lord of my life. I've never surrendered my heart to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you prayed a prayer a long time ago, but you've not been living as His child. Now's your time. This is your moment. This is your hour. Right now, with no one looking around, everybody praying, I didn't embarrass the last group that raised their hand, and I'm not going to embarrass you either. But right where you are, if today's the day you want to give your heart and soul to Jesus Christ, just put your hand straight up in there. Hold it up right where you are. Hold it up high so I can see your hand. Thank you. Are there others? Quickly, hold them up high. Hold them up high. Thank you. Are there others? Thank you. Are there others? Yes. Thank you. Are there others? In Jesus' name. Waiting on somebody else. Just for a moment. Thank you. All right, I want you to take the hand of someone near you. Let's pray a prayer of faith together. Pastor Don, it's your goal to pray that prayer every single service. Yep, you figured it out. The Bible says that if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we would be born again. And now we're going to confess with these five or six that have raised their hand today, and their lives are going to be forever changed for all eternity. Come on, let's pray together right now. Jesus, by faith. I believe your promises. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. In Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. I receive your grace into my life. I believe Jesus came for me. He died for me. And now he lives forevermore. By faith, I declare... God is my Father. 
Heaven is my home. And Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Now, come on, give God a praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. God's so good to us. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.